Blog Talk Radio. during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday nights. We're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us through any other social media platforms or any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the time, the dates, the locations or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted, prosecuted by federal agents. Okay, having said all that, now we can get down to the kingdom of the business, the business of the kingdom. Bless the Lord. <laughs> so go ahead and get a, a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and or to make those comments. Again, if you would now join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time and this place because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you have made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, we want to get into a topic, um, an elevated life. You know, God has always uh, wanted us to live a life that is elevated. He made it easy and complete. That's what Jesus did at Calvary. He wanted us to live that way because that's where he started the thing off. He placed man in his position, his provision, and he told the man to keep it. We find that in Genesis chapter uh, 2, verses 1 through 5. He said, this is the way the heavens and earth, when they were finished, and this is all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because he had rested from all his work, which the Lord God had made. And these are the generations of the earth in the day when they were created, in the day the Lord made the, the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord had not caused the rain to come up on the earth, and there was no man, there was not a man to till the ground. But notice it says that everything was already there. Every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb before it grew was already there. This is the way the earth was already finished, if you would. God rested from a finished work, and then he invited the man into the finished work. And he told the man, just keep it, maintain it. He didn't tell the man to go and, and create a, a provision. He told the man to keep the provision, to dress, the, wow, wow, to dress the, the provision. Okay? We get to display the glorious works of God. I mean, that's just much better. See, when we live an elevated life or a life that is without toil, okay, because after sin, that's when God says, now you're going to have to live by the sweat of your brow. Before that, there was no sweat. Please understand that. That's what happens in an elevated life. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. Why? so that you can have rest unto your soul, so you can go back to the way things were from the beginning, okay? This is what should be happening for us because Jesus came and he redeemed us from the curse. The blessing is seeking us out, and it's seeking us out by commandment from God. Goodness and mercy... follows us. So I I would just submit to you that if you're looking for goodness and mercy in your life from God, do yourself a favor, turn around because it's following you. Amen. 
See, you don't have to go out and make things happen. Because when you do that, unfortunately and ironically, you're becoming a god unto yourself. See? You're trying to get things done uh, through your, your, your might, your muscle, your understanding. Did he not tell us not to lean to our own understanding? Proverbs chapter 3. But in all of your ways, simply acknowledge him. And then he will show you where the things that you're looking for are. I mean, he's got this thing so set up for our victory when we purpose to live an elevated life. Now, if you're going to uh, decide to, um, uh, uh, if you're going to decide to toil, he will allow you to toil. Amen. I said that exactly how I heard it. He will allow you to toil because it's now changed. We live under a different dispensation. We live under grace. Again, I remind you all the time about how God had this thing set up. He told Adam, the man, to name all of the animals that were in the earth. And then the next verse says, and God brought to Adam all of the animals to see what he would call them. See? I mean, if, if you get that and, and follow that through, okay? Chapter 2 of Genesis, you were, we were there, verse 19. Okay, just so that you can get it. God, God gave Adam a job. Name the animals. Okay, let's see how God... Cause that to be done. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, to all the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not a found uh, 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 help meet for him. Okay? God is wanting to bless you abundantly. He's wanting to allow you to taste of the goodness. See, the devil tricked Adam, and Adam began to uh, uh, ponder things from a different perspective, getting information that was not inspired Okay, that you don't want to live your life uh, with information that's not inspired, because it's the anointing that causes the thing to work. The breath of God, the ruach of God, that's what makes it work. But we have been trained in work hard. I get that, I understand that, but that's not the way it was intended. Okay, let's look at it let's, so that we can see this. Um, let's just look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, okay? Because there's a word that was given unto us, and we're supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that as we live by every word, let's go back and find that, that word, okay? I, I, I know, understand and have perceived how Grandma and them got it done. Not mad at Grandma and them, but there was already a word given that allowed Grandma and them to even get to where they were. Amen. 
See, the word of God is the only thing that lives and abides forever. Liveth, it says in James. Okay? That's an active form of living. It's not just a, 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 an account or an, a report. It is still alive forever. See? Uh, traditions and the way Mama Nim and Grandmama Nim got it done, that's not guaranteed to abide forever. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord will do something. What will the Lord do? He will set thee on high above all the nations. He's called us to an elevated life. The Lord will set you on high. Didn't say you had to set you on high. See, when I set myself on high, I'm functioning under the the, the, the idea that Lucifer had. Lucifer said in Isaiah chapter uh, 13, chapter 12, he said, I will exalt my throne above the throne of God. Notice God wants you to be in an elevated position. He doesn't want you to try to put yourself there. If you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do his commandments, which he said to us on that day, he said, then the Lord will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. I raise my hand and say, okay, God, here am I. Go ahead and set me up. That's a good way to say it. Set me up, God. Amen. Amen. You already know what you want to do in my life. Go ahead and set me up. Verse 2. And because God sets you up, then he says now, from that position, all of these blessings. How many blessings? All of these blessings shall come upon thee, and all of these blessings shall overtake you. If you would hearken to the voice of of the Lord thy God. See, he didn't ask you to pay attention to what you think. He said, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That made it personal, didn't it? Amen. I'm not mad at Grandma and them, but I've got to listen at the voice of the Lord my God. My God will probably tell me things that are necessary for my life right now. Because he's a very present help in the time of trouble. See? So so I need to train myself to hear from my God, the one that has displayed his glory over and over again, even when I wasn't paying attention to it. Come on, y'all. The heaven declare the glory of the Lord. Did I have anything to do with that glory that's up there? When I'm walking around with my head to the ground, I'm not looking up, am I? But the glory is still being displayed because the heavens display the glory of God. See? 
I mean, he's, he's trying to invite us into the place where we can see his bigness. We can magnify his greatness. When you do that, beloved, I'll just tell you this. When you magnify his greatness, all of the other things get strangely dim. They become things that are now in perspective instead of being magnified as something I cannot deal with. Because there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. But what we do is we think that, oh, this is going to be the end of me. Oh, this is too much for me. No, it can't happen. Because he's trying to get us to look at his greatness. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. See, when I allow God to be big, the heavens, glory to God. Okay, let's just go on and see that. Because he said the heavens declare this. It would be enough if just heaven did it. But he said the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Wow. A heaven that I have not even glimpsed into yet is still going to display this glory. Hallelujah. So, I mean, this display of his glory is going to outlast my natural life. Amen. When I enter into the third heaven, even after I, when I'm caught up together to meet him in the air, and I go to the third heaven, that heaven is still going to be displaying the glory of God. A joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Okay? He's invited us into this. I'll say it again. There are two tenets that the kingdom of God will always work on, and that is going to be invitation and surrender. He invites you into the greater, but in order to enjoy the greater, you're going to have to surrender whatever it, ha- whatever it is that you had before. You, you, you can't go into the greater trying to bring something there. Come on, y'all. You, you cannot go to greater holding on to what you have. You're going to have to let go of what you have so that the greater can then be seen, understood, perceived by you so that you can enter into it. This has always been the way that it works. He takes us from glory to glory. He takes us from faith to faith. But if you're not willing to surrender the the stance or position that you have today, you cannot enter into that which is greater. By doing the same thing that you've been doing, you can only enjoy what you've been doing. Amen. If you only have one meal that you know how to cook, and that's the only meal that you cook, that'll be the only meal that you eat. But in order to get to greater, you're going to have to put aside the only meal that you know how to cook. Hear from God and allow him to take you to something greater. I didn't say that what you was eating was not good. 
but he's wanting, he's inviting you into greater and elevated life. Amen. I mean, you know, I, it didn't take me long to figure out that the frustrations and, 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 uh, Interpretation, the fears, interpretations that I had, I I needed to let, I needed to put them aside. Why would I not want to enter into a land of joy? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 12 that that I'm supposed to dip into the well of salvation and I dip into this well with joy, not intrepidations. Oh, God. See, I'm not dipping into the salvation with joy. See? Because as I dip with joy, as I dip with expectation, as I dip with hope, then God is able to take me to the greater. Amen. I don't then have to try to tell God what to do. Ever been there? Where you're trying to, 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 to tell God, reason with God by telling him what you want him to do? No, what would be better for us is if we say, okay, God, I, your word told me that these are the places I should set my affection. I should set my affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. That I'm going to set my affections there. See, because as I set my affections there, I can engage in the exceeding abundance above all. Amen. Why would I try to limit myself by what I'm thinking? Because he says now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. I need to get out of the realm of what I can think and just go into the realm of what he said. It shall come to pass that if you would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, the Lord will set thee on high hmm, above all the nations of the earth. Again, if I'm going to try to do it uh, in my own strength, I don't move. When I decide to, to listen diligently, hearken diligently unto his voice and to do what he says, he will then lift me up. Is that what he just said? He will set me on high above all the nations of the earth. When I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, he will then what? Exalt me. And he will set me up on high. Again, this is all a setup. And he said, these are the things you can look for. He said, all of these blessings. And he's going to delineate the blessings, but he just invited me, according to the scripture, he just invited me into all. Amen. He says that he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Why? Because he has already invited me into all. Amen. So that I don't have to spend much time beseeching heaven, trying to get God to do something for me when he's already invited me into all. The way I understand it, all means all. And that's all it means. It it, it doesn't leave anything out. It did not omit anything. 
So then if I'm functioning in the earth without things that I didn't do what he said that would cause these blessings. Come on, this is what he said now. He says, if I listen, hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord and do what he says, as he sets me on high, all these blessings will do what? Come on me and they will overtake me. Wow. Let's look at this another way. He says, these blessings are going to be so big, I will have to chase them. They're chasing me, and they will overtake me. They will, they will allow revelations to be bigger than me. They will overtake me. I know you were talented in this area, but I'm going to bless you with that which you're not capable of thinking about. They will overtake me. I'll turn around. He's going to say it in a minute. (laughs) Watch this. They will overtake you. If you will do what? Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So he just told me that um, no one else is going to take me to the place where blessings come up on me and overtake me. I mean, just one of them would be enough. If I just had the blessing to come up on me, I probably would be excited about that. But he said they will come up on me and they will overtake me. They will make it so that I don't have to go out and try to to, to make a reputation for myself. That's what Jesus did. The Bible says he, he did not make a reputation for himself. But he never thought that it was robbery to be equal with God. He didn't try to make a reputation for himself, but he said, I'm not going to deny what God wants me to have because he made me equal to God. What? He made me on the same class. I'm on the God class. See? I'm not on the animal class. I don't know why we keep trying to allow animal thinking to rule. I'm not on the animal class. I don't have to live in dog eat dog world. I'm not on the animal class. Amen. Allow God to set me on high above. Jesus, I mean, just did you see that? I didn't see nothing. I said it. He sets me on high above. (laughs) On high would probably be good, but I'm going to be on high above. I'm going to be on high above competition. Did you see that? See, when I recognize that I'm on high, then I don't have to try to fight with my brother or my sister because he put me above that fight. Amen. He set me on high above. See, there is no way pride can get in there and work because I've been God set me here. The evidence that God did it and not me because blessings are doing what? Coming on me and overtaking me. Mm-hmm. Then verse 3 says that wherever I go, I'll be blessed in the city. I'll be blessed in the field. So if I'm coming this way or going that way, blessings are still overtaking me. As blessings are overtaking us, I would ask, am I in the position of lack if the blessings are overtaking me? Because if I'm in the city 
or if I'm in the field, these blessings are chasing me down to overtake me or to show my understanding, reveal to my heart that my way is not necessary. I need, I have an invitation to greater. Now comes the surrender. I mean, it's just interesting that the way we've been trained is that if we want to go to greater, then we think that we have to overcome everything instead of being overtaken. Come on, y'all. By the blessing. The blessing is so big. God said if, if you would just tithe according to the scripture that the window of heaven would be open and he would pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. Just one of them. Please look at these things. God is interested in you having blessings with an S, but he can open a window and pour out one blessing that you don't have room enough to receive it. My God. That's, you enter into the more than enough, the abundance of Jesus. He wants us to, to, to sojourn in that land. Because I'm just going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I don't go from faith to failure. I go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. My, my cup is running over. I can, I can exist, live off of the saucer. Haven't even gotten to the place of my, the reservoir, the cup. My reservoir runs over. I've got so much life, so much favor functioning in my, in my life that I can live off of the overflow. Glory to God. Look to him that's able to do this, exceeding, abundant, above all you can ask to think. He's wanting to do that. He put that promise in there so that we would stop living from, from lack to lack. Oh, my God. We shouldn't even be trying to live from lack to better. Glory to God. That's not the way he created. He created us to, to go from great to greater. That's what he told Abraham. I will make your name great. Thou shalt be a blessing, and I will make you a blessing. I will bless you and make you a blessing. See? We're supposed to be the ones that continue in great grace. Just, just not a limited amount of grace. He said, and great grace was upon them all. As we, as we live like that, then people will come to see how is it possible that you live in the same block that I live in and all of your stuff is blessed. There's favor on all of your stuff. How is that possible? Because I hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord my God, and I observe to do what he said. And then because I do that, the Lord has set me on high above. See? That I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'll be blessed in the fruit of my body, in the fruit of my ground, in the fruit of my cattle, in the increase of thine kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Did you just hear that? He says, my children, fruit of my body, are blessed. My, 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 uh, my pasture is going to be blessed, the fruit of my ground, the fruit of my cattle. He's talking now about the things that uh, bring income. 
that, that, that allow provision, the fruit of your cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the increase of the flocks of thy sheep. Blessings are coming upon me, and they are overtaking me. See, this is a, an elevated life. He says, verse 5, blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. So he just blessed my bank account. See, I, he was talking to an agricultural society, and so they knew how to think when he said that to them. So the place that we store things now would not be in a, uh, a, a silo. It would be in a bank, wouldn't it? And he said that he will bless you in what's immediate, what's in your basket, what you have to put on the table today, what you gathered for today. He's going to bless what you gather for today and the place of your storage, your bank account. At the same time, please help me. This is all in Scripture number 5 in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said he's going to bless what you need today and what you need tomorrow, your basket and your store in one verse. <clears throat> Amen. There was not a separate function that you had to do. Once you listen at the Lord intently, diligently, listen at the voice of the Lord your God, he's going to bless you today and your tomorrow. He's going to bless you in the city. He's going to bless you in the field. Okay? Watch this. He said, you will be blessed when you come in, and you'll be blessed when you go out. So that if you just turn around and rotate, all you will ever see is blessing. Coming in, going out. In the city, in the field. My expectation is blessing that's coming upon me to overtake me I'll make you I'll make your name great I will bless you and you shall be a blessing He's wanting to do so much more for us than we can even think He wants to establish us unto himself as a people that speak by their life as much as they speak with their mouth Wherever you go, coming in, going out, in the field, in the city, blessed. Verse 7, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. So he just said right there, as you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, that he's going to take care of your enemies. So much so that they're going to run from you seven ways when they only came out one way against you. And this is going to happen before your face. Now please pay attention to that. This is not going to be something that, that, that you won't see, okay? This is not going this promise is not just so that your children will do better. He said he would cause your enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before your faith. That's in your generation. Amen. 
Every tongue that rises up against you, you shall cause it to be known to be in the wrong. This is your inheritance because you are the servant of the Lord. And this righteousness is not about me. He said, this righteousness I established. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith God. Notice this, this blessing does not happen to the people who are not serving God. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. People that just visit in his presence, this ain't for them. This is for the people that serve him, that minister unto him, that have exalted him above their thinking, that have come to the place where they agree that it doesn't matter wherever I go, city, field, coming in, going out, I am blessed. That's this people that walk in that victory. It's available for you. He said, if you would hearken, there's the invitation. So that requires the surrender then, doesn't it? Yeah. Verse 8 says the Lord will do what? Command, please circle, underline, put stars out, the blessing upon thee. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's read it like it's, like it's stated. The Lord shall command the blessing, which includes all blessings. Okay, did you get that? He said he's going to command the blessing, singular right there. Blessings are going to come upon you because of the blessing that's upon you. And he's going to command the blessing upon thee in your storehouses. There's an S on that word. He's going to command his blessing upon you in your bank accounts. And he's going to command the blessing upon you in all that you set your hands unto. He's going to give you uh, witty ideas. He's going to give you businesses. He's going to give you the revelation of businesses. He's going to give you the revelation of ministries. And then not only is he going to give you the revelation, he's going to command the blessing upon you when you get busy doing it on what you set your hands unto. It's going to have to be uh, uh, bigger than uh, just having a great idea and not doing nothing with it. How many times in our lives has God spoken the thing that would turn the situation around for us, but we didn't understand it or we didn't pursue it in faith, and so we did nothing with it? He can only command the blessing upon what you put your hands unto. See, if I don't, if I don't become a co-laborer with him, then his blessing cannot be seen because I didn't put my hand unto it. I, I, I didn't begin to save for it so that I can bring it to pass. 
because I was there counting the cost. And so then as I'm counting the cost, I then begin to save so that the, uh, the, the thing that I've the, the sowing that I've done in saving will be seen. He said, cast your bread upon many waters, but it shall return unto you. Cast your bread. You've got resources, start investing in that. And then that which you invest in by the Spirit, in the Spirit, it will return unto you. Give to seven, yea, even to eight. He's trying to enlarge your dwelling place, expand or stretch out the place of your borders. Mm. There is more life in you than you will ever need. I'll say that again. There is more life in you than you will ever need. God didn't just meet your need. He met the need because of you. That's why he told you, go ye therefore. Amen. As you have received, give. But our teaching has been whatever you get, hog it up, hold on to it. Did he not promise, give and it shall be given unto you? That means I had to put my hand to it, didn't it? The Lord will command the blessing upon you. Because you are now in the place of obedience. And when you're in the place of obedience, that's the commanded blessing. In the place of unity is the commanded blessing. This is not the suggest. Come on, y'all. This is not a suggested blessing. This is a commanded blessing. See? So then when I begin to understand that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, has he not said it, shall he not make it good? Has he not spoken it, shall he not bring it to pass? When I begin to meditate on that, then I'm not looking for if you would, God. I might be looking for as you would, God, but not if you would, God. In fact, they used to talk that way in the Old Testament. As the Lord liveth. I will not do this or I'm going to do this as the Lord wills. See, they they weren't speaking from a position of if the Lord will, as the Lord. My expectation is always in the affirmative of what was written. See, as the Lord lives. I'm, I'm basing my ability to do whatever I need to do on his life as the Lord lives. I mean, we just don't talk like that anymore. See? And the way they said it, as the Lord liveth, that, 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 that's even more. That's perfect present tense. As the Lord liveth. See? Not as the report of the Lord was. No, 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 no. I appreciate that. But he said, as the Lord liveth, because the word of God is alive in me. And that word which is alive in me, it will cause blessings to overtake me, to come up. I love that definition. The, the, The blessing is going to come up and then on. From the inside, out and over. Amen. See? 
this word of God that's on the inside of me, that's germinating, that's causing life to be stirred up, is going to come up and then on, cascade on me. Okay? Cool. Say this, sir. Say that. It's going to come up on me. So then my my life is not coming because of the pressures from the outside because all of the all of the pressures from the outside simply push and let things come up and then on. Glory to God. I'm hoping that you can see that. That he's put more life in you than necessary. Greater is he. <laughs> the Lord, verse 8, shall, shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. He'll command the blessing in all you set your hand unto. And he shall bless thee where? In the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So is that only when you get to heaven? If it was only when I get to heaven, then he would not say that he would bless me in the land. He would have had to say, and the Lord will bless thee in the heavens. Amen. I'm just reading it. I didn't I didn't go to your house and write that in your Bible. That was in your Bible. You opened it up. He will bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. Again, that's perfect present tense. It didn't say which the Lord thy God will give. It says, the Lord thy God giveth. That's from now and, and forever. Eternity has to include my now or it cannot be eternity. Eternity has to include, include my now or it cannot be considered eternity. If it doesn't include my now, then it would have to be in the future and it would have to be stated that way. Okay? See, I, I learned to pay attention to every word. That's what he said. I can live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So then as I read it, it had to include my now in order for it to be eternity. He's going to command this blessing upon me in my storehouses, in all that I set my hand to. He shall bless me in the land which he giveth, glory to God, which he giveth. Okay. So then as I'm receiving from the Lord, the place that I am now standing in, I have expectation for more to come because he's yet giving. Is that correct? Help me read the scripture there. In the Lord, in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. So I'm standing in the promise expecting promise not i'm not dismissing the promise or upset about it i am standing in it with expectation of the more not because i'm greedy but because he said that now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he said that so then that causes me to keep, woo, that's good, sir. That causes me to keep my eyes on Jesus rather than keeping my eyes on the things that I have because a man's life does not consist of the things that he does possess. See, I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. 
So that as he wants to do greater, as he wants to cause blessings to flow through me to others, I will be a blessing. I will bless you and thou shalt be a blessing. See? I'm receiving my, 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 the promise of those things stated that I should have. But then I'm looking for the greater so that I can include other people in the promise. Glory to God. He told me to go into all the world. All the world. In order for me to go into all the world, I'm going to have to have more than what I got right now. Come on, somebody help me. Because if I only have what I have to accommodate my existing circumstances, I'm not going to go into all, am I? Amen. Because I just got enough for now. I just got enough for here. But when I allow him to expand my heart and my thinking, then I said, okay, all is where he wants me to go. So he's going to put in my hand the supply I need to go to all. So I cannot be thinking us four no more. I can't think from that perspective. See, I have to allow him to be bigger on the inside so that we can do more on the outside. He's going to bless, commanded blessing on all that I set my hand unto. Verse 9, the Lord will establish thee a holy people unto himself. As he has sworn, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and do what? Come on, come on, come on, come on. If you would keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. His ways include all. Amen. See? I'm preparing myself as I stand in the blessing that he's already uh, brought into my life. I'm now preparing for Oh, I'm going to walk in those ways. I'm going to love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my See, I'm going to enter into the all of the promise. Amen. See, this is not just so that my pocketbook can be, thank you, sir. This is not just so that my pocketbook can be blessed, because if that's the only thing that I'm looking for, I have not entered into all, have I? Amen. All does include my pocketbook, but it's not limited to my pocketbook. It's not exclusive to my pocketbook. Amen. All that I put my hands unto would include the healing virtue that God releases when I lay my hands on somebody. That's the, 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 that encompasses all, doesn't it? Amen. Okay. And he wants to, to be able to release that commanded blessing in everything I put my hands to. So that I, I, I look, people of then be coming to me the same way they came to Peter. They say, you know what, Peter, I can't even get to you. But if your shadow just crosses over me, I can be healed. And the Bible said, and they were all healed of whatever manner of disease that they had. Why? Because Peter's mind now is thinking about all. Go ye therefore into all, Peter. And so Peter's thinking about all. 
Amen. He, he's grown up. Just, mm, mm. He's grown up past the things that would have him thinking only about him. You remember when Jesus came to him? This was the second time that these things happened. But Jesus came to him after the resurrection. And he asked him, say, do you got any fish? And they hadn't caught none. And he said, put your net on this side and you'll catch. And Peter did. Next thing you know, his boat started sinking again. And what did Peter do? He started calling his partners to help in this catch. Why? Because now Peter is thinking about all. He could have just been happy and said, oh, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, and had a praise service right there in his boat, but he can't do that if you're thinking about all. When I'm thinking about all, then I bring them into this great harvest. Okay? We've got to change the way we perceive things because he said he's going to command this blessing upon me in all that I set my hands unto. So, yes, I am stirring up the gift of, of healing that is resident on the inside of you. Yes, I, amen. I am reminding you that God said if you would put your hands to it, I would bless it. If you would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, then I will command blessing upon you in all that you set your hand unto. Amen. Well, so that we could just get it. So that here I am standing in the need of healing. Well, my hands have been anointed so that I can lay my hands on myself. And all is now encompassed in that thing. Glory to God. Okay? I, I can effect change because I lay my hands on myself. Amen. Okay? I activate the faith that's deposited on the inside because he has given to every man the measure of faith. He's already given that. I don't have to, glory to God, I don't have to stand in line for that. He's already given unto me the measure of faith. So I need for that measure to come up and then go on over me. Let it flow out. This is me walking in the ways of God. Did not Jesus walk? And as he walked, healing took place. Is that not what Jesus did? He was walking in the ways of the Lord. Oh, son, son of God, have mercy on me. He was walking in the ways of God. And Jesus said to the people that asked for this mercy, he said, I will be thou clean. He released what was on the inside of him. He was walking in God's ways. Please hear that. They begged for him to have mercy on me. Heal me. Let me receive my sight. And Jesus said, I will. It was a choice then, wasn't it? Because he could have said, I won't. But because of the, 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 the plea that they had as a power to deliver, he had the power to heal. He said, I will. 
be thou made whole. See, he was walking in God's ways. Verse 10. And all of the people shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee what? Plenteous in goods. Plenteous in the fruit of thy body. Plenteous in the fruit of thy cattle. Plenteous in the fruit of thy ground. And in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give to you. He's going to make you plenteous in this. You will not be lacking, trying to disperse sloppy agape. You will be dispersing plenteous in goods, plenteous in the fruit of thy body, plenteous in the fruit of thy cattle, plenteous in the fruit of thy ground. So then when uh, society says that there is a plague in the earth, it will not affect you for multiple reasons. One is because you don't have a promise of that. Second is you are the one that is, that's abounding in this grace. So then you will always have, no matter what the situation, you will be plenteous in goods, plenteous in the fruit of thy body, plenteous in the fruit of thy camel, plenteous in the fruit of thy ground. Why is your why your stuff? You must be putting something. No, I put something in my heart so that it can show up in my body. It can show up in my land. It can show up in my cattle. Okay. God is wanting to do this because He called us to this. We're supposed to live an elevated life. One that, that people can see and they'll say, hmm, well, wait a minute. It's happening in a, in a higher dimension over there. What can I do to get that? And the invitation requires surrender. Well, I'm going to say it this way because I'm hearing it. It requires surrender, not support. The invitations require surrender, not support. You don't need to help God out. You need to surrender. Amen. Because a lot of times we'll try to add to it and then make people do things that, that they don't surrender. They try to purchase. Remember that? Paul was, was, was coming into the city and he, he set the lady free. And then they say, well, here, let me do this because I can add to. Let me, let me buy that. And Paul said, oh, no, your money is just going to perish with you. Because you thought you can you can get the Holy Ghost, you can purchase the Holy Ghost, you can add to. See? So it's going to require surrender. And a lot of times we haven't given them the information of surrender. We here come on, y'all. I've been in the ministry a while and I've seen these things that people have come to us hurting, and then we'll go tell them to do certain things. See, not to surrender. Give him your heart. He's the doer of it. All of the things that Jesus did, he said, and all of his works were wrought in God. The works that you see me do is not me. It's the Father that dwelleth in me. He does the works. Instead of we training them that now, since you want to see God move, go do something. No, just surrender. You know, that's good, sir. You can surrender standing right where you are. Amen. 
a surrender does not require that you go get everybody that you know and, and get them into the surrender that's happening. You can surrender by yourself, for yourself. See? That, that's what he wants from us. That's what he's needing from us. When, when, when our friends see the surrender of our heart, the surrender of God in our life, they will then be invited to that so they know it's not about me doing stuff. It's simply about me surrendering. Well, I think it should be this way. And as much as you think is what you have not surrendered. Amen. For the revival that we're looking for in the earth, it's going to require surrender. People are, are, are pretty much tired of religion. Religion is me doing things to be made right. Surrender is I come empty so that he can feel. And if we would give them that as an option, then we would see this thing turned around. Why? Because God is wanting to feel. He is the one that feels all in all. See? But we train people to be connected to their works rather than their surrender. Their works uh, tends to, to cause them to think that they're going to get benefit because of their works. Surrender means I brought nothing to the table, and now I am empty so he can feel. It's just a different position. We, the church, the body of Christ, we're the ones that mess this thing up. Did Jesus not tell us, see, we just hear things differently. He told us to go into the world and teach them that they're going to have to give up. Teach them to do what I told you to do. Not teach them to do what you think they should do. Teach them to do exactly what you did. How did it work in your life? You gave up. If any man come unto me, let him do what? Deny. Put down his cross. Deny himself. Amen. But we keep trying to say, here, then do what I did. No, 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 no. That did not, that did not cause them to come to the place of surrender. They're not denying themselves. They are imitating you. Amen? Follow me as I follow Christ, okay? What does that mean? That I surrender, and so then you have to follow me by simply surrendering. I didn't tell you to do what I do. You are not called to where I'm called to. So then I wouldn't know that that's what God is requiring of you. What is he requiring of you? Then thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy might. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Love the Lord your God with all your might. Did he say love the Lord your God with all your neighbor's might? Because if I'm following you, then I'm going to try to do what you did. That's not my might. That's your might that I'm trying to imitate. That's why we haven't had the, 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 the breakout of righteousness that's needed, the revival that's needed, because people are trying to do what they see you do because that's your sacrifice. No, they have to love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their might, with all their strength. Amen. I mean, this gospel is personal. See? And so, unfortunately, we have taught and trained people to do what I do. 
You've even heard it. Uh, I do what I do, not what I say. Why did we come up with that? Because we didn't, we didn't have the information needed for their breakthrough because we were too busy trying to make uh, uh, um, uh, followers of us rather than followers of Christ. Yeah, I speak this to our shame. See, didn't Jesus say, if I be lifted up, then I will draw all men unto me? Come on, man. No, that's good. But he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw the men unto me. Did he say, if I be lifted up, I'll make sure you perfect them? Did he tell you to do that? No, he said, lift me up, and then I will draw them. I'll cause them to come out of darkness. Not to enter into gray areas, not light, gray areas. They're trying to do what they see you do. Because that's what you require of them. And people stop at the level of our surrender. Well, he didn't do that. They stop at the level of our surrender. Oh, it's real, y'all. That's what has happened. When you look around the body of Christ, you will see that's what has happened. It started even before the body of Christ. It started with the children of Israel. The children of Israel said, yeah, Moses, you go. And then whatever you say, that's what we'll do. Instead of them going and cleansing their heart, sanctifying themselves, that's what he told them to do. He told, God told him, tell the people to sanctify themselves. Hello. Amen. Okay. But we're not willing to sacrifice Surrender the stuff that he wants from me. I'm going to go and hide in the corporate thing and say, yeah, the church did it. No, 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 no. You are the church individually, members in particularly. Oh, glory to God. And prayed my sister's verse that she used to pray over the food. My father had us to say a scripture before we ate. My sister would say the, the body is uh, not one member but many. Say, why? Well, why was it saying that? Because it's going to take your sacrifice, your uh, surrender, in order for the body to be compacted together by that which every joint supplies. Okay? But we've said, no, we, the church, collectively are offering this to you. No, he's looking for an individual offering, an individual surrender. Love the Lord with all your heart. So as we do that, as we get accustomed to this way of thinking, then we'll allow people to grow at their own pace. Glory to God. To grow at their own pace. I'm not requiring them to do the do's and don'ts of my life. Amen. Let every man bring this offering as he purposed in his own heart. See, this is the way God looks at things. People have been imitating other people. And again, we talk about the seven sons of Sceva. They, I, I adjure you by this Christ that Paul preaches. And they beat the man up. Why? Because there was no sacrifice from the man that was trying to get things done. Was it a good thing for uh, the man to be delivered of the demons? Yes, it was a good thing. But it requires sacrifice individually, whatever you put your hand to. Amen. 
Okay? You want to see this, this outbreak of righteousness? Then you're going to have to surrender the thing that God wants from you. Verse 12, when these things begin to be understood and walked out, he says, then the Lord shall open to you his good treasure. Glory to God. Please look at this. If you would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all that he's spoken to you, all that he's commanded to you. He says, then you'll start seeing the, the gradations of that surrender and the blessing from the, uh, the, the surrender that you made. He says, and now, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> and now the Lord will open unto you his good treasure. Glory to God. This ain't just his treasure. This, he specified that it's a good treasure. Is that correct? See? So, so, so some stuff might have been uh, okay, but he's going to go past the okay. He's going to open up what? The special stuff. His good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto your land. Glory to God. Th these are specified raindrops. Amen. This comes out of the good treasure. Is this correct? The rain unto your land in his season. <clears throat> See, I, I don't know. We have different crops that we could plant, and some crops would need a different amount of rain at a different time. That's why he specified that the Lord would open his good treasure to give the rain unto your land in his season. Amen. I mean, you know that there is already a former and a latter rain. That means that there's a different season for each. The former rain transfers the nutrients into the plant. The latter rain causes the finishing of the product of the fruit to be made manifest. When when the when the food that's good, sir. When the former rain comes, it affects the seed and causes the seed to open up. When the latter rain comes, it causes the the fruit to now be sealed. I hope you can see that. Glory to God. When you get an apple off of the tree, there is a a a a a skin that is developed around the apple that even has a shine to it. That shine was not there. It was not impenetrable before because it had to receive the nutrients from the, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to get you to see this. When it's finished, it looks different than when it's developing. And he's going to cause the rain that's needed in any of those transitions, in its developmental stage and in its finished stage. God will open up his good treasure to give unto you the heaven to rain, to rain to give rain unto the land and to your land in in its season and to bless all of the work of your hand. So then the way I understand that speaking to farmers he says God is going to cause the rain and he's going to cause the blessing that's necessary for all of the work of your hand. 
So that means that every seed that's in the ground was a work of your hand. And God said he's going to bless all of the work of your hand. Come on, y'all. I just want you to get that. He's going to to, to bless the, the cycles that you've gone through. All the work of your hand, the cultivation cycle. He's going to bless that cultivation cycle. He's going to bless the planting cycle. He's going to bless the the, the cycle where you went and weeded and removed all of the stuff that wasn't necessary to bring the fruit to peace. He's going to bless that cycle. He's going to bless the ripening cycle. All the works of your hand. He's going to bless the harvest cycle. Please, he's the one that delineated all there. So that means all of the things that that, that I've done unto the Lord. Come on, y'all. All the things that I've done unto the Lord, he's going to cause the blessing to be the good treasure to be opened unto me. And he's going to bless all the work of my hand. And because he's blessing all of those seasons, He says, now you'll be able to lend to many nations and you will not need to borrow. Why? Because God is blessing the work of your hand. See? He's allowing you to see through the processes of your work that was done as unto him, that he's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that you showed unto his name and that you minister and do minister. He says, I'm going to go back and get each one of those seasons that have now passed by cycle of time that you might not even be thinking about. I'm going to go back and bless all of that. Glory to God. Every prayer that you prayed, I'm going to make sure that I bless that. Every good word that you released in faith and caused people to be encouraged, I'm going to bless all of the work of your hand. My God, my God, my God. He's going to open his good treasure to you. See? And then because of that, you said you'll be able to lend to not one nation. He said you'll be able to lend so into the lives of many nations. And as you're sowing, you will not have to borrow. So, this concept of robbing Peter to pay Paul, go over with because I'm going to be able to lend to many nations and not borrow. I'm going to enjoy the good treasure that God has opened unto me. It didn't even say, come on, y'all, please help me out. It did not say that he's going to give me what I deserve. Amen. He said he's going to give me from his good treasure so that the rain will come to my land in his season. And this good treasure is going to bless all the work of my hand. And I shall lend to many nations and not borrow. The Lord shall make me the head and not the tail. Above, he said, I'm going to be above only, and I will not be beneath. If I will hearken to the commandments of the Lord thy God, which he commands me this day to observe 
to do them. See, he's called me to an elevated life. See? But I'm going to have to process information from that position. See? I, I can no longer continue to try to process information from hurts, from disappointments. I am looking into the good treasure of the Lord. Said this treasure is going to be open unto me. Invitation into the good. Come on, y'all. It'll be open unto me. See, I, I, I'm no longer illegal thinking I can rob God. I have been made accepted in the beloved, and now he's going to open up to those who are accepted. He's going to open up to them the good treasure. Amen. Oh, this is the, the, the elevated life. In the elevated life, thank you, sir. I'll say it again. In the elevated life, it's not about what I deserve. Amen. It's about what he wants to do. Did it not say, the Lord shall do this. The Lord shall make thee plenteous goods. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy body. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy cattle. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in the fruit of thy ground. And he's going to do this. The Lord is going to do it in the land where the Lord has sworn unto thy fathers to give thee. There are promises that have been um, sealed between my father and God over me. Between my grandmother and God over me, those promises have been sealed because all of the promises of God are yes, and in him they are amen. They've already been sealed. Amen. See? So then God is going to open up those promises and make me plenteous in those promises, be able to, be able to enjoy those promises because he swear to my father's to my parents to give me this. I don't know the tears that my grandmother prayed over her children and her children's children. I don't know the tears that my mother and father prayed over their children and their children's children. But they're sealed before God. God hasn't forgotten those promises, the things that he said we would do. The places he said we would go. Because I know like my grandmother would pray until she got a breakthrough or until she got a yes from God. She wasn't worried about how. Okay, come on, y'all. That's just good. She got a yes from God. She did not try to stay there until she got a how from God. Oh, glory to God. You do remember in Mary's life that God uh, sent the angel and uh, that said that you're blessed, Mary, because this is what's going to happen. And Mary said, okay, so be it unto thy handmaiden. She didn't know how. She just said, okay, you say it's going to happen. The Holy Ghost is going to come up over me. He's going to overpower me. Okay. I don't know what that means. She pondered these things in her heart, the Bible says. So my grandmother left with a yes. She didn't try to leave there with a how. My mother left with a yes. My father left with a yes, with an amen. I promise you, 
that when they left with the yes concerning me, you couldn't see a how that was going to work. I was running as far and as fast as I could away from God. That's why I left Chicago, left Gary, Indiana, so that I would not have to be in the place where my father could see me do the stupid stuff that I was going to do. Because he always reminded me, all right, when you go out, now remember, you will leave. That means I, I couldn't do stuff that's going to bring harm to the, to, the, to the family name. Well, since the family not here, they ain't going to know, right? But my father already had a yes. He didn't, he didn't ask for the how. He left with the yes. That was enough. My mother left with the yes. At the end of the prayer time, she just left with the yes. So some of your children that you've been already believing God for, leave with the yes. Leave the how to him. Because the Lord is going to open unto you his good treasure. He's going to give rain into your land in its season. Bless the work of your hands. The Lord shall make thee the head, not the tail above, and not above only and not beneath. If you would just hearken to do what he tells you to do. See, that's the elevated life. That's the life that, that causes victory to be seen. That causes the victory to be enjoyed by us. So the question that I ask is your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. He wants to do so much in you that it overflows so that it impacts all of those around you. It's going to be the invitation and surrender process that makes it work. All of the things that you go through that makes it work and brings you to the place of victory. Your way or God's way. Father, we just thank you for your word that you sent to heal us and deliver us from all of our fears and destruction. Thank you, Father, that the plans that you have are uh, plans of peace and uh, their thoughts of peace and not of evil plans to, to, to bless us to prosper us and to give us an expected end thank you that we can sit down at your feet hear your word and allow the yes that you send to us to be enough to move us into obedience for you said if we are willing and obedient we will change our diet we'll eat the good of the land we thank you for that sir we bless you we commit it to you now is done in the master's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, as we do, we'll um, give you an opportunity to um, ask any questions or make any comments that you have about the, the ministry tonight. Area code 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Area code 404 Five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. I can't. I'm sorry. Are you on mute? Go ahead. Four four. Yes, I'm five, here. Five six seven eight two nine. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I just um, appreciate how you keep saying the blessings was commanded, and I'm surely truly going to take that with me, knowing that um, blessings are commanded. 
on on me instead of trying to search out blessings. I appreciate it. Okay, yeah. That's no problem. Thank you for being on the call. Amen. Amen. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Area code 312-330-4024. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. You have the mic. Area code 312-330-4024. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Again, I thank everybody for uh, participating, and I always ask that if the, uh, if you would be obedient to the Lord, if the Lord lays on your heart <clears throat> to sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com, then simply go to the website, find the Donate tab, and uh, you can be a blessing. Obey God in that, because the only way that we remain on the air is through the free will offerings of you, uh, the the ones that are listening and 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 looking to um, apply the word in your lives. It is our honor to to go before God, seek God out, search the word, and bring to you uh, things that will impact your life and affect change in your life. So again, just go to uh, uh, LiveDeliverance.com and look for the donate tab. And go ahead and be a blessing uh, unto the Lord in that regard. And uh, having said all that, then I'd just like to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next week when we get together, be blessed.